0: welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne.
1: And I'm Gina.
0: And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates.
1: This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through March 19th. It's Worlds Week! Oh my gosh! I Here know. we are! Just days away from Worlds!
0: It's so exciting that the season has been leading to this point, especially for Singles, Pairs, and Ice Dance. We do still have some Synchro stuff that will take place with Synchro Worlds the week after, and then World Team Trophy. But it's a much lighter schedule than mm-hmm. what we've had Um because even though the events have been spaced out pretty well, Gina, you and I have been very busy doing interviews and social media for the podcast. It's just been business as usual here. And it was a year ago that we both appeared on Kelly Rapon's Instagram. Yeah. She was doing a series on people in the sport and both Gita and I were guests on the podcast because of our role in media. Our friend Ann encouraged us to do a podcast together. So a year ago, we were planning this week in skating.
1: Yeah, hard to believe. It's been a year almost. Um, but yeah, we've been doing some interviews this week. We had Christina and Anthony. We dropped that episode on Wednesday. And today, as we are recording this episode, we dropped an interview with Vincent Joe. Um, just talked with him about what he's been up to and, of course, you know, still not having a med- medals a year later. So check out that interview as well. And after we record this episode, we will be doing a Worlds preview with a special guest. And that episode will also be coming out this week, too. So a lot going on as you get ready for Worlds and as we get ready to watch the World Championships. So stay tuned. Definitely a lot coming on. But yeah, Daphne, let's just get going into we did have some events this week.
0: We did. So the Marie Azilska Memorial took place. Senior men, Poland's Cornel Witkowski beat his older brother, Milosz, to win the senior men's event. The other two competitors in the event were also siblings, the French brothers of Zahn and Joshua Rolls. In senior women, Italy's Marina Pereda won the gold medal. And in dance, the only participants were Poland's Aleksandra Borisova and Aaron Freeman. In junior men, the only skater was Francis Jean Medard poland's veronica ferlin won the junior women's event and in junior dance the only team to compete was spain's elena pena and antonia pena and they are coached by sarah hurtado and kirill haliavin who will be heading to worlds this week with their team it's pretty exciting there were some additional competitions so we will have a link to the results in our show notes I think this was the first time they've held this competition, and I remember Maria as a coach previously. So I'm glad that they're doing this event in her honor, and I'm sure over time, if they continue to hold it, that there will probably be an increase in participants. Although they may want to rethink when they do it, just because it's so close to the World Championships. If they're hoping to get higher level skaters, it might be better if they hold it earlier in the month.
1: Well, another competition went on this weekend. It was the Coupe de Printemps, and in the senior men's event, Jimmy Ma of the U.S. won his first international competition. So really, congrats to Jimmy there. With Kashiro Shimada of Japan winning silver and Canada's Matthew Newham winning bronze. Senior women, Mona Chiba won gold with Team USA's Star Andrews and Ava Ziegler winning silver and bronze, respectively. Junior men, Jacob Sanchez of the U.S., won the title there, and he landed his first triple axel in competition. In the junior women's event, Ami Nakai of Japan, she landed a triple axel in her free skate. Advanced novice men, Zachary Lopinto of the U.S., won gold, and advanced novice woman, Elizabeth Dibberin, of the U- Switzerland, won the gold there. And there was another competition. We will put the link in the show uh, notes. It's the Abu Dhabi Classic Figure Skating Trophy.
0: And finally, this competition was going on as we were recording last week's episode. Unfortunately, it did not finish before...
1: <laughs> I think we were kind of checking while we, we were. were recording if it had finished.
0: Yeah, we were. Um, so Dancing on Ice, it was down to the final three couples. TV personality Joey Essex and his pro partner Vanessa Bauer. Former Olympic artistic gymnast now Wilson and his pro partner Olivia Smart. And RuPaul's Drag Race UK winner The Vivienne and pro partner Colin Grafton. So this is the sixth season for Vanessa Bauer, who won the trophy in season 10. She's also been a runner-up three times. However, for Olivia and Colin, this is their first time as participants on Dancing on Ice. And at the end of the day, the final two were Joey and Vanessa and Niall and Olivia, with Olivia Smart and Nile Wilson winning
1: the trophy. So congratulations. That's <laughs> pretty yeah. exciting. Very cool. And now, this is the second year in a row an ice dancer has won the title. Yes. Crashed.
0: Karina Manta <laughs> won last year. So it's pretty exciting in the ice dance world to have, you know, back to back. I'm not sure about before that who the winner was. Because um, in the US, we really don't get to see this, it's no. not something that's broadcast for us to see. So what I get to see are whatever clips the competitors share on social media.
1: Yeah. Well, congrats to Olivia and Niall for winning that. Very cool.
0: Yeah. So we're going to move on to general skating news. So we have a bit of sad news to report as our first item. Jack Gallagher reported at the end of his latest column for Japan Forward that International Figure Skating Magazine's editor-in-chief and publisher Susan Russell has passed away and passed away at the end of February. So Susan was a longtime skating writer and photojournalist. She was from Australia. I've known Susan since, I think, 1999. I met her at Skate Canada. She was there um, as, uh, I believe, a photographer. It was before the time that I was involved in media. Fans may have noticed that the International Figure Skating Magazine website has been down. Um, it's been down for a couple of weeks now. And I don't know if there are plans to put it back online. I'm not sure about the magazine's future. But at this point, the only thing we can really report is that Susan did pass away. Our condolences we definitely send out to her family and friends. According to Jack's article, um, there was a small gathering to remember her that uh, took place in the media room following the final press conference of the event. International Figure Skating was launched in 1993 and Susan had been involved with the magazine for quite a while. She wasn't the founder, but she came on board and was a photographer, I think, at first. And then she started doing articles and took over publishing of the magazine and then bought it so that it wasn't part of a media company anymore outside of her own media company. Susan was snarky and fun. She was a creative person. She will be missed. And if this is the end of the line for international figure skating, that magazine has been the long-standing magazine in this country, um, outside of this country, in North America. Um, I remember Blades on Ice, there used to be two of them. There was Blaze on Ice and there was International Figure Skating. And then, of course, we were down to just IFS. I'm not sure what the future holds, but if IFS is indeed closed down, that will, is the last remaining magazine for figure skating. And it's a sad day.
1: Yeah, I didn't get to meet Susan. Um, Her and I actually talked on the phone um, during the Olympics Um, we were trying to get Robin organized and, uh, Robin was taking photos for both of us. And so her and I talked a lot and she did so much for the skating world. I mean, without her, we wouldn't have had this magazine still going. She put in a lot of time and effort. And so, I mean, this is a great loss for our skating world, our skating media community. Um, and again, we're just sending our you know, prayers and wishes to her family um, and to all who knew Susan. I know a lot of our friends who are journalists, too, wrote for Susan, um, J.R. Walker being one of them. And so this was a you know, tough loss for them as well. So, um, and it was unexpected. I mean, I saw Susan virtually um, during Four Continents in a virtual mix zone and so her and I remember her asking questions and and things like that so only a few weeks later to hear that she had passed it it, it was it took, it shook us as a skating a media community
0: it really did it uh it was so unexpected so i think emotions are still a bit raw when it comes to talking about this she will be missed her personality in the media room Her photographs, her, the magazine, I mean, she did a lot and I think we're all still a bit in mourning about it. The skating media community is not a large one and I feel like it's gotten much smaller over the last decade. So when we lose a person that we knew from this world, it just makes things a little bit smaller and quite a bit sadder. But moving on from that, Gina, we did get some overnight good news about another member of the skating community.
1: Yeah, we did get some good news from the social media of Team Todd and Jenny. It appears that Todd is now back in California. They tweeted a photo, or I posted it on Instagram, I should say, of the airplane. And it said they made it back to California safe and sound all settled in at our new hospital. Thank you Canada for the amazing care and support. So it looks like Todd is back in the states, back getting care here in um California. Um Jenny had posted earlier in the week on Twitter about them hoping to transfer Todd to an ICU closer to home. So this is great that they are now you know, he's now close to home, and she also posted. Jack, Matthew, and I feel the support from around the world. Please continue to pray for Todd and his team of doctors. Your prayers are working. And the um a GoFundMe sort of account. It's not officially GoFundMe, but the um give me give a hand account is what it is. That's is raising money for Todd. It has raised over a hundred and sixty-three thousand dollars. So um, skating world just coming together again and we we'll keep those prayers and good support coming for top. It's some great news here. The head of the world anti-doping agency WADA said on Tuesday that trust in Russia's anti-doping system remained low, citing the handling of the doping case of Olympic figure skater Camila Valleleva. And there's an article in Reuters about it.
0: So U.S. figure skating announced the 2023 2023- to 24, and the 24 to 25 National Qualifying Series schedules for singles, pairs, and ice dance. As you know, skaters can compete in a maximum of three National Qualifying Series events for a chance to advance to sectional singles, U.S. pairs, and U.S. dance finals. There are 19 NQS events. Previous NQS events that are part of NQS for this season are Skate Detroit, Lake Placid Ice Dance Championships. Glacier Falls, Silicon Valley, Sherwood Invitational, Skate Houston, Middle Atlantic, Skate St. Moritz, and Challenge Cup. New events for the season are Sun Valley Summer Championships, Charleston Open, Minnesota La Toile de Nord Challenge, Battle of the Blades, Atlanta Open, Golden West, Broadmoor Open, LA Autumn Classic, Texas Trophy, and Boston Open.
1: Also announced the U.S. Collegiate Figure Skating Championships and Invitational will be held in conjunction with Silicon Valley August 3rd to the 5th in San Jose, California. Now, for Sectionals, Eastern Sectionals will take place in Coral Springs, Florida, October 31st to November 5th, Pacific Coast Sectionals Singles, and the U.S. Pairs Final, so the U.S. Pairs Final is with Pacific Coast this year, will take place in Tacoma, Washington, November 7th through the 12th, and Midwestern sectional singles and the U.S. dance final, which is taking place with Midwesterns, because dance took place with Easterns this past season, Uh, Midwesterns and the dance final will take place in Bloomington, Minnesota, November 14th to the 19th. So sectionals, actually, all three are on different weekends, which is nice because before they were all, like, the same weekend. So this is nice that they're spread out a little bit. Yeah,
0: I think it's better maybe for competitors who are competing in two disciplines. I guess I'm going to be going to Bloomington, Minnesota in November. (laughs) The weather is not unlike it is in Maine. Um, I'm hoping that my sidekick, Anne, will be on board for that. I feel like she and I have been doing these uh, dance finals since even before it was the dance final. We went to Hyannis, I think, when they had the first one, uh, which was one of my best skating memories. That competition was just so much fun.
1: It's better to be going to Bloomington in November than it is in January.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've done that before. (laughs) So, U.S. Figure Skating also announced the qualifying series events for 2024. And um, the locations for the finals and the collegiate figure skating championships for 2024 will be available later this summer.
1: And we'll have the link for everything for the qualifying series for the two, because they announced 2023 and 2024 in our show notes. Well, single day tickets for the ISU... World Synchronized Skating Championships are now on sale, and we've been talking about World Synchros. That's taking place after Worlds, March 30th to April 1st in Lake Placid, and I hope to be there. Weather's looking a little good here, so I should be there.
0: I'm hoping, Gina, that we've had the last (laughs) snow that we're going to get.
1: I'm hoping so, too. (laughs) I know that it's a lot
0: to ask, Mother Nature, but please... A lot of snow in the span of like four weeks was, yeah, we, yeah. we kept having snowstorms. I went from not having to have my driveway cleaned out much in the first couple months and then the last four weeks, it's been every week, so.
1: Yeah. Well, I actually can't complain because we've been very lucky here where I am. We've had almost, I think, less than 50 inches of snow for the year, which for where I am, that's like unheard of because we normally get over 100 inches of snow so yeah um so i can't complain i just don't want mother nature to decide oh well i'm gonna throw it all to you now at the end of march and yeah you're not going to lake placid so yeah being very nice to mother nature right now and saying please please let me go and we'd love for you to be able to go to go up to
0: lake placid for this competition you'll get to see the new vent like all the redone venue. Plus you get to see some synchro and maybe talk to some of the synchro folks mm-hmm. so we can have some interviews on the podcast. Because we've been trying to do this for the last couple of months. It just hasn't worked out because the schedule's just been so intense. <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> so yep. moving on to recent articles and interviews. So Anna over at the Future of Figure Skating podcast has been killing it with these interviews. So this week, she had 2010 U.S. champion and Olympian Rachel Flatt as a guest. Rachel, who has pursued a Ph.D. in clinical psychology with a focus on eating disorders, mental health, and athletics, joined them to talk about eating disorders. I think that's such a timely interview, and I'm glad that Rachel was willing to you know, break that down. Haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I really enjoy the focus that Anna has taken with this podcast because it's important. I think there are stories that need to be told and questions that need to be answered and information that needs to be shared. And so I'm glad that they are uh, trying to shine a lens on things like
1: this. Well, our friend Nick McCarvel has been busy um, getting ready for Worlds. I think he actually is heading to Worlds, but Nick McCarvel at olympics.com did two sibling stories, one with Luna Hendricks and her brother Jorik Hendricks, and just talking about their relationship, especially as skater coach. Um, so that's over at olympics.com, along with Canadian sisters Brooke and Summer McIntosh, Brooke is heading to the world championships with her partner, Benjamin Mamar, and Summer is a swimmer. So that was an interesting article there about two sisters going and pursuing their goals and dreams.
0: Also for olympics.com, Nick caught up with Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier of Canada to talk about returning to the ice after Piper suffered an appendicitis and how they are eyeing the world title As we'll talk about in a bit when we're talking in our world's preview, Piper and Paul are in the mix for that. They've had a great season so far. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch all the teams at the upcoming world championships.
1: Caitlin Weaver explained to Olympics.com why it's so important Skate Canada no longer requires pairs and dance teams at domestic competitions to be formed of one man and one woman. And it was good to hear uh, Caitlin's, you know, thoughts on this whole thing and how, if we're going to see this kind of going forward Mm -hmm. with, um, other federations and with the ISU.
0: Yeah. So WCVB, which is the ABC affiliate in Boston, talked with U.S. silver medalists Emily Chan and Spencer Howe about how their preparations for the world championships have been going.
1: Phil Hirsch talked with Andrew Torgashov about his unexpected season. Andrew thought he was going to be getting back to training after nationals, not going to Worlds. He just—I read the article, and he said he was just wanting to tell people he was back after you know being out with an injury, and he really thought you know his season was going to end with nationals, not going to the World Championships. So that was interesting to read there.
0: ABC News talked with star Andrews about her U.S. Nationals medal and her becoming the first woman of color in 35 years to medal at the U.S. Nationals.
1: U.S. Figure Skating posted a behind-the-scenes look at what went into the 2023 U.S. Championships Virgin Skating Spectacular that honored San Jose native and former U.S. champion Rudy Galindo.
0: At the U.S. Championships, Elvin Walker spoke with Maya Shibutani and Alec Shibutani about their career and what's next from them. And that's an article that's available on the U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone.
1: U.S. Figure Skating's Abby Farrell talked with some of the U.S.'s best young athletes who came together in San Jose for the 2023 National Development Camp that was held the same week as the U.S. Championships, and we saw those kids all around. and did.
0: Um, Lots of familiar yeah. faces for me, <laughs> seeing some of those kids that I've seen throughout the season at various competitions. Um, and Abby, we love Abby. Um, mm-hmm. As part of the U.S. Figure Skating staff, it's great um, that she was able to talk with the kids. So Claire Cloutier has also been busy. More busy than you know. <laughs> <laughs> Claire uh, talked with Caroline Green and Michael Parsons. This was for the F- U.S. Figures Gang Zone. Green and Parsons will be making their Worlds debut this week in Japan. And also from Claire, which was for her website, A Divine Sport, she talked to Marjorie Lajoie and Zachary Laga of Canada about their exceptional season and how they aren't at Worlds due to Canada having only two spots for dance, but three high-ranked teams. I mean, Lejoie and Laga almost won Canadian Nationals. It's just (laughs) so competitive. It reminds me a little bit of how things are in the U.S. We've just got these great teams and so much depth. I wish there were more opportunities at, you know, ISU championships for all of the teams because they're so talented.
1: Yeah, it's so unfortunate that they only have two spots for dance. And so hopefully this week, Canada will get that third spot back um, so that, you know, all three teams can participate. Ahead of the World Championships, Europe on Ice's hero Yoshida spoke with Italy's Charlene Gwynard and Marco Fabri about how patience and persistence has paid off for them.
0: They have been a team for a very long time. One of the longest partnerships for current teams that are competing. It's pretty incredible. So Golden Skate has interviews with both Mai Mahara and Leah Pereira and Trent Michaud.
1: Absolute Skating got an opportunity to follow the day-to-day of the Skating School of Switzerland.
0: I read that. It actually was really well done. It Lots of pictures of the kids that trained in there, in the school, working with the coaches. And I found it really interesting and a good read.
1: I want to say the environment, like where the school is with the Swiss Alps behind. Oh, my God. It's so pretty.
0: I know. I wonder if Vincent might want to take a skating sabbatical up there. You know he (laughs) likes the mountains. (laughs) Right, right. So Julia Epps and Blake Gilman were featured by the ABC station in Philadelphia in both video and an article, and it was really fun to see them highlighted in this way. Of course, Julia and Blake were not able to compete internationally this season as a junior team, despite being junior domestically in the U.S., but they did have an opportunity at the end of the season to go to a competition where they won the silver medal at the advanced novice level. So this was a fun look at the team. They've been together for a while. I think Julia was nine when they got together, and she's now 13. (laughs) So it's been exciting to watch them come up through the different levels of skating in the U.S.
1: Yeah, I know you guys have really got... You and Melanie have really watched them from, like, little kids, and now they're, like,
0: teenagers. This is what (laughs) happens when you go to Lake Placid. You get to see so many, um, get to see the start of so many careers. And even if teams or skaters change partners throughout their careers, you still get to watch them grow and develop both on and off the ice. And it's really special. Some of the kids that, and I call them kids, but some of the teams that are in the U.S., like Madison Chalk and Evan Bates, I first saw at the novice level.
1: Well, moving on to our social media updates, Emma Goodstad and Christian Bennett announced on Instagram that they are a new ice dance team for Canada. Now, Christian previously competed for the U.S. with Madeline Freeman, and Emma previously competed with Michael Barsoom for Canada. And
0: Celine Mazingay, the Estonian ice dancer announced that after two months of hard work, she will be competing the world at the World Championships in Japan. This is exciting, incredible news. She had an accident, I believe it was a training accident, in the early fall or late August. She's been documenting her recovery on Instagram with videos and showing exactly what it's like to go through every single thing Yeah, day by
1: day. She was every day.
0: Yes. It's amazing that she's going to be able to go to this competition. I posted an article today, which I'll talk about later, and the team mentioned Celine and her resilience and how she's been able to just continue to focus and work really hard. She's a testament to how you can take something that is such a terrible event in your skating career and work really hard to reverse it. She stayed determined. She was focused. She worked so hard. Her partner, Marco, stood right by her throughout the whole thing. It's incredible. And I think it's going to be something special when they take the ice in Saitama.
1: Yeah, that's just really cool. And I'm, you know, really glad that she is going to be able to compete at the World Championships after watching her, you know, again, her day-to-day updates and stuff to really see her not give up, you know? It's easy to just throw in the towel and say, okay, I'm not going to do it this season. I'm not going to be able to make it back, and she did. She did. um, Yeah, so looking forward to seeing her at Worlds.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. It's a gold star to her and her Mm -hmm. partner. And her Mm -hmm. coaching team for everyone keeping her on track and her keeping herself on track Mm -hmm. to get through this. Um, It's a testament to a training environment that Mm -hmm. fosters that encouragement. So we would be now talking about upcoming events, which is the ISU world figure skating championships. We're going to reserve that for a round table discussion, that we're having with our special guest, and that will come out tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us?
1: You can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. Social media Twitter at thiswkinskating, and Facebook and Instagram. It's thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com.
0: We appreciate all the support that we've received via email and social media, including the following, Gina.
1: Yeah, so Lily sent us an email. She said she loved the podcast episode with Christina and Anthony. That was so in depth and such great questions. Thanks, Lily. Um, she said, "I now I want to go back and hear all your other interviews." And I did respond back to her and told her, "Yes, please do." <laughs> um, <laughs> she said, "It made that you know we always say at the end that if you have questions you'd like us to pass along." um, to the skater. And she did have a question. Um uh, we talked with them about hearing what Madison has done for, with, um, their training. She wanted to know a little bit more about what Scott and Adrian bring to Christina and Anthony's training and what working with them is like. And we did pass that along to Christina and Anthony, and we were hoping to get back, um, a response in time for this podcast. I think they're a little bit busy getting ready for worlds I know they were leaving for worlds I think today the day we're recording it so hopefully Lily we will get you an answer back um after worlds
0: yeah I'm glad that Lily took us up on that because Mm -hmm. we haven't received a lot of follow-up questions so it's great it's a good question um Mm -hmm. so I I kind of want to know the answer to it as well so we'll be working on that as Gina said So we'd like to end our podcast with a spotlight on what we're doing at our respective websites at IDC. I have a busy week of articles. We have two interviews online, Maria Igniteva, Daniel Zemko of Hungary, as well as Maria Kazakova and Georgi Revia of Georgia. We also have world's previews and photos coming. Our friend Robin is a real trooper. (laughs) If any of you see her in Japan, robin does not give up easily she is a fighter and this competition is no exception um if you see her give her a hug give her a high five because she's fighting hard to make sure that we all get the coverage that we need all the photos i yeah i don't know how she does it that's all i'm gonna say gina what do you have going on over at fso
1: Well, it's just going to be world's coverage this week for us. Um, So photos from Robin again. Yeah, if you do see Robin, give her a hug, high five. Uh, She had a crazy end of her week, but she is, email I got this morning, she was on her way to Japan, so she's going. Um, And uh, yeah, so photos and um, event coverage will be coming from world's.
0: Well, and with that, we have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Daphne.
1: And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week!